Good morning to Radha Kalachanji Dam. Good morning to all the assembled devotees. Those that are seen and those that are unseen. Whoever the spiritual nectar is spoken, there is always someone there to hear it, even though we may not see them at the time. Let's see. Today is April 29th, I believe. And we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 12, Chapter 8, uh-oh, Text 45. Thank you. And we are covering Mark and Day's. Prayers to Naranarayana Risi. But before we read the scriptures, which are very nectarian, we like to sing Jayarada Madhava. Yashura Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Girivarajari Yashura Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashura Nandana Braja Chararanjanan 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Jaya Radha Kalachanji Radha Kalachanji Radhe. Jaya Radha Kalachanji Radha Kalachanji Radhe. Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jaya Baladev 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev Jaya Jaya Subhadra 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra Jaya Jaya Gornitai 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai Jaya Jaya Gornitai 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai Jaya 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 Radha Govinda Radha Govinda Radhe Jaya Radha Govinda Radha Govinda Radhe Itai Goro Haribol 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 Nitai Goro Haribol Nitai Goro Haribol 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 Nitai Goro Haribol These moments are very special in the morning when one has and one can have this any time that one chooses, if they're sincere. But to have the sincere darshan of the Lord, we have darshan of the Lord in our homes, wherever we are. And in the temple, of course, it is quite potent. Very, very potent. So those of us that are fortunate in the morning sometimes have the complete, hopefully, the complete attention of Radha Kalachanji's altar, Radha Kalachanji's attention. Srila Prabhupada Guru Parampara and all the Vaishnavas. Again, we are reading from Sri Mag Bhagavatam Canto. 12, chapter 8, and text 45. Still discussing Mark and Day's prayers to Nara Narayana Risi. 
and we are reading from text 45. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Gnana Timarandasya Gnanjana Chalakaya Chakshon Militam Yena Chashmai Shri Guruve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadandikam Vanchakalpaturubhyascha Kripasandubhyavyacha Patitanam Pavanevyo Vaishnavivya Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadaha Shri Vasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Reading text 45 Sadvarajasthama Itisha Savat Bando Maya Maya Stitila Yodaya Hitavo Swa Lila Drita Yarapi Sadva Mai Prasyante Nanyi Niranam Vyasana Mohabiyas Chayabiyam Satvam Rajasthama Itisha Savatma Bando Maya Maya Stito Yila Yodaya Tevaswa Lila Driti Yadapi Sadva Mai Prashante Nanye Niranam Vyasana Mohabiyascha Yabiyam Sattva Rajasthama Itisha Savatma Bando Maya Maya Stititi Layadoye Etavaswa Lila Dirta Yarapi Sadva Mai Prasantaye Nanye Niranam Vyasana Moha Vyascha Yabiyam Word for word, Sadvam, goodness. Raja, passion. Tamaha, ignorance. Iti, the modes of nature thus termed. Isha, O Lord. Sava, your. Atmabando, O supreme friend of the soul. Maya Maya. Produced from your personal energy, Stiti Lea Udaya, of maintenance, destruction, and creation. Hetava, the causes, Asya of this universe. Lila, as pastimes. Dirta, assumed. Yatapi, although. Sadvamayi. That which is in the mode of goodness, 
Prashatyate. For liberation, na, not, anye, the other two. Nyarnam. For persons, yasana, danger, moha, bewilderment. Fia, and fear. Cha, also. Yavyam, from which? The translation. O my Lord, O supreme friend of the conditioned soul, although for the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of this world, you accept the modes of goodness, passion, and ignorance, which constitute your illusory potency. You specifically employ the mode of goodness to liberate the conditioned soul. The other two types, the other two modes, simply bring them suffering, illusion, and fear. Hmm. Again, O my Lord, O Supreme Friend of the Conditioned Soul, Although for the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of this world, you accept the modes of goodness, passion, and ignorance, which constitute your illusory potency. You specifically employ the mode of goodness to liberate the conditioned souls. The other two modes simply bring them suffering, illusion, and fear. Purport. The words Lila Dirta indicate that the creative activities of Lord Brahma, the destructive activities of Lord Shiva, and the sustaining functions of Lord Vishnu are all pastimes of the absolute truth, Lord Krishna. But ultimately, only Lord Vishnu can award liberation from the clutches of material illusion. As indicated by the words Sadva Maya, Mai, Prashantyai, our passionate and ignorant activities cause great suffering, illusion, and fear for us and others. Therefore, they should be given up. One should become firmly situated in the mode of goodness and live peacefully on the spiritual platform. The essence of goodness is to renounce selfish interest in all one's activities and thus dedicate one's entire being to the Supreme Being, Lord Krishna, who is the source of our existence. Ja, Namo Vishnu Bhadaya Krishna Prasai Budale Shimati Bhakti Tirta Swami Tinamane. Stay Krishna Bhakti Tirta Swami Tinamane. Stay Krishna Bhakti Tirta Swami Tinamane. Elpada Sriya Shikuru.
Now, each time that we are reading from chapter 8, Mark and Day's prayers to Nara Narayana Risi, at least when I read them, of course, every single one of us will have a different feeling when you're reading from each of the chapters in the Vedic scriptures, Nectarian scriptures, you'll have a certain feeling about what is being spoken of. Markandeya reminds me that, and it shouldn't come as a surprise, that there are individuals that are highly elevated, that take to the mode of, will take to completely dovetailing their energies in the worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, at the time that this took place, after Krishna left the planet in the age of Kali Yuga began, It really wasn't so easy to be in the mode of goodness, but it is possible, and it was possible, and the scriptures indicate such by the leelas that are given to us. And they are most true. When you come to the understanding of your relationship with the Lord, and you take it sincerely and honestly, sometimes the Lord may open up certain realities to you. In the scriptures, the Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam as they are, are the supreme personality of Godhead, the absolute truth. I thought about, and here we're reading about how goodness, passion, and ignorance um, their positions and how the mode of goodness is so very, very necessary, important in order to advance. I thought about the prayers, uh, well, not so much the prayers, but Mark and Day's special features of being so committed to the Lord and how sometimes when we are, there's always going to be someone that wants to challenge us, test us, or give us a different picture of who we really are. And, of course, only the Lord knows who we really are. But because we are in this material world, which the instant these bodies of ours or these souls took bodies, in this material world, our consciousness was contaminated. So the things around us are contaminated. Some of that contamination can cause ignorance uh, among us. And as I said, we'll get into ignorance, passion, and goodness. But 
what happens is we become like animals sometimes. You look at animals and, and they're always seem to be competing with each other to see who's the best. And if it appears that one is doing better than the other, than the one that thinks that the other person or the other animal isn't so hot, they challenge them. And of course, in this particular instance, we hear of Indra doing it, uh, being jealous again, and this is not unusual. But we know so many people in our own circles that are jealous, that do not understand, and they sometimes try to bring us to their levels. So that's why it's very understand, it's very important to understand when you're operating in the mode of ignorance, in the mode of passion, and really in the mode of goodness, you probably really don't realize you're operating in it, but you'll notice a difference in your consciousness. You're in a much more positive mood. You were not so attached to different various personalities. Goodness, um, distress, and happiness, either or, you can take it or leave it. It doesn't affect you so much. But in uh, Bhagavad Gita, 14th chapter, 6th text, there are a couple of points that hit on precisely the actual modes. And I wanted to take a moment and read from that and then finish covering text 45. Let's see, 14.6. Hmm. Ah. And it's, let's see, chapter 14 actually covers the three modes of material nature. Text 6. Tatra sadvam nyamaladvat. Prakashakam ananmayam, sukha sangena badnati, ginyana sangini chanagaha. This translation here is, O sinless one, the mode of goodness, being pure than the others, is illuminating, and it frees one from all sinful reactions. Those situated in that mode become conditioned by a sense of happiness and knowledge. This sense of happiness is due to understanding that in the mode of goodness, one is more or less free from sinful reactions. Actually, 
in the Vedic literature it is said that the mode of goodness means greater knowledge and a greater sense of happiness. The difficulty here is that when a living entity is situated in the mode of goodness, there is a possibility that he can become conditioned. And it goes on in depth in various areas in the mode of goodness. But getting back to the point, in the mode of goodness, one becomes one becomes aware of the knowledge that is being given to him by the Lord. And there's a saying, um, an old saying. I don't know which culture it comes from. Maybe it was a slang, but it was set something like, knowing the truth will set you free. And in a sense, when you really know what's going on, when you really know who you are, when you really know where you've come from, it gives you a sense of being, a sense of peace of mind. And with that knowledge explains a lot of the challenges that one goes through. And we come to understand that this isn't new. When you become aware of the things that can be in your path or that can present themselves in your path to be a stumbling block, you're prepared for it. And sometimes, depending on our sincerity, the other modes, passion and ignorance, helps us to discover the mode of goodness. Now, ignorance is in the last category. And, of course, it's a little dark, but it's also important to understand that we recognize it when we are in that particular position or in that particular association. And it goes, O son, well, let's read the uh, Sanskrit. Tamas twagyana jam vidi mohanam savadehinam pramadalasya nidrabis tanibanati O son of Barad, know that the mode of darkness, born of ignorance, is the delusion of all embodied living entities. The results of this mode are madness, indolence, and sleep, which bind the conditioned soul. The mode of ignorance is just the opposite of the mode of goodness. In the mode of goodness, by development of knowledge, one can understand what is what, but the mode of ignorance is just the opposite. Everyone under the spell of the mode of ignorance becomes mad, and a madman cannot understand what is what. Instead of making advancement, one becomes entangled. 
sometimes when, and I don't, uh, I, I think I've only gone out once with the uh, book distributors. When you're going out and you're sharing this knowledge with other individuals, you'll come across individuals that do not want to hear what you have to say. They already know everything that's in the book. But yet and still, they behave in such an ignorant fashion. It is better to understand that there are some people that are not ready to understand the truth about who they are, and we shouldn't take it personally. The Lord has given us free will to decide what we will accept and what we won't accept. So the best we can do is to share the scriptures with others as distributors, as book distributors, as preachers. And eventually all of us should become preachers of the Vedic scriptures. The best we can do, Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you. The best we can do is become preachers of the scriptures. And we have to understand that some people are not in a position to be blessed with the knowledge. And don't take it as an absolute, no, I don't want to hear from you, or no, I don't want to hear what you have to share. It is not their time. You are not the unfortunate one that's not getting a sale. They are not being given the opportunity to buy from you. It is their fallen state. They're the one that's losing out on this. So don't take it personal when someone does not want to accept your book, can explain to you what's in the book better than you, which you know, of course, is not true. I was going to give a percentage, but we know it's not true. Otherwise, they would have their hands out praying that you give them a book of knowledge. Because usually when you see them, they're in such a condition, you know they're in the mode of ignorance. So it took me all these years to accept the fact that when someone says no, they're not saying no to you, they're saying no to the knowledge. They're actually saying no. Did you say? Oh, yes, please, Prabhu, please get the mic so that I'll try to paraphrase it. Yes. <laughs> Prabhu says that even if they don't take a book, they will never say no to a cookie. That's Prashadam Prabhu. Thank you for bringing that up. You're absolutely right. And Prashadam is also a form of preaching from our major book distributor. Absolutely. Thank you. Now see, this is what, this, this is great. This is called pitch hitting. When someone has a point and then a, another family member comes along and says, hey, remember this point. And everyone loves, and you can't help but love Kalachanji's prashadam at the restaurant. You're right. Absolutely right. And we don't have to open our mouths. Well, we really don't have to open our mouths to say anything. We open our mouths to accept the prashadam, and it's all prashadam. That is a form of preaching. That form is, of preaching is going so well. Thank you so much. That form of preaching is going so well. We have repeat customers repeatedly, repeatedly, and they're standing in the hallways. 
waiting even before the restaurant is open. Now that's really desiring the holy name, but they don't really know that that's what they're doing. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. That's exactly what they're doing. So even in their mode of ignorance, when um, you're, um, you're distributing books, and the distributors generally have something to give to them, it's okay. Let them say no. Don't take it personal. But remember that they're also accepting the prashadam, and they're actually saying yes, because they're accepting Krishna's mercy. Maybe the only time in their lives that they get Krishna's mercy. So there's no loss there either way. Who knows, maybe one day I actually might go out again for book distribution. Ha! One must be careful with, with what one is saying in front of the Lord because he manifested. Very, very careful. The last mode, and then we'll get back to the scriptures. But this was mainly to familiarize myself and others with the modes in general. The last mode, the mode of passion, the in-between mode, where you can either go backwards or forwards. The mode of passion is born of unlimited desires and longings, O son of Kunti. And because of this, the embodied living entity is bound to material, fruitive activities. The mode of passion is characterized by the attraction between man and woman. Man has attention for a woman has attention for man, and man has attention for woman. This is called the mode of passion. It's one of the many examples of the mode of passion. And when the mode of passion is increased, one develops the hankering for material enjoyment. And it mentions the different types of material uh, enjoyment. which I'm sure everyone has enjoyed at some point. For since gratification, a man in the mode of passion wants some honor in society. And let's say women also want honor in society. That's a motive in the mode of passion or in the nation. Turn on the television set, the radio temporarily and listen to those individuals that are in the mode of passion how they want so much recognition and acknowledgement. Uh, for who they are and what they're doing. Um, going on. Uh, speaking of man and woman. Wants to have a happy home with nice children, wife and house. These are the products of the mode of passion. Most of the individuals that have an opportunity to hear the scriptures in the morning can understand probably the mode of passion more so than ignorance because if you're coming to the temple, you've 
heard about the different modes and which ones are the good ones or which one is the good one and which ones are the ones that we need to move away from. And most of us may find ourselves in the mode of passion and we don't realize it. We think, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I like my job. I've heard people even say they love their job. I love a person, but how can I love a job? But some people actually do say that the job takes priority over the family. So much so in that mode of passion that they can't wait until the next accomplishment takes place, the next level of income is increased, and it becomes something that they strive for every single day. They work They work very hard. They go home, they eat, they rest, and then it's like, I can't wait to get back to finish this particular project or go to this particular meeting and express my point and on and on. And it becomes the job that is a passion. With man and wife, it becomes, for the woman, the man is her sense gratification, her passion, and she lives for him, the man vice versa. But we can run into complications and problems there when our focus is so narrow that we narrow it down to one particular thing and that's it. Because what happens is if something goes wrong with that particular mate, then it upsets our entire world. It's like, oh, now what do I do? With children, the same. We bring them into the world, pure souls, They've come into the world. They've targeted your family to be raised in. And we do the best that we can. We raise them as best we can. But it's a draw sometimes as to how they turn out based on the continued positive support and education from the parent And then based on the education that they get outside of the house, which is why not only in spiritual consciousness, but as children are growing in their environment, in their elements, we should always make sure that they are also in very good association. That's important. It's a little off track, but it's very important. Because as we're commonly saying, this world is going to be handed over very shortly for most of us to these little spirit souls that are here. And it's so important to put them on the right track so that they're not a burden on society or as some movie says, a menace to society. It's very important how we raise the children. But getting back to passion, sometimes if we've never had anything in, well, we've had things before in previous lives, so I can't say that sometimes if we've not had anything. In this material life, in this point in time in our lives, maybe we're not used to having certain things. So if we have a car or a beautiful house, we become attached to them. We don't see any harm in it. The Lord must have allowed us to have it. So what's the problem in enjoying it and showing it off and being proud of it? First of all, it's not yours. It, everything we have 
Everything we could possibly own belongs to the Lord. Every single thing. So if he gives it, he can take it away. Not to say that he does it as a joke, but keep in mind, we own absolutely nothing. That should be enough to let us know that we don't own a particular individual. We don't own a particular position in a company because over the past decade, we've seen companies release employees. Some of the best employees in positions where you never thought you'd be let go from a job. That's why it's so important to keep your focus on Krishna. Because whether you have it or not, we should be in the position, whether we're happy or not happy, what does it matter? Because our father is the supreme father. He is the best father ever. We can't even use the excuse that we don't know how to behave because we've not been in the proper family or had the proper father relationship or the proper mother relationship. When you come to know Krishna and understand Krishna consciousness, you will know that you have had the most perfect relationship with a father, a mother, with Krishna, Radharani. And in the mode of goodness, you are given this additional knowledge that is not so much given to those that are in the mode of passion, in the mode of ignorance. And it is our goal. It may take some of us a couple of years. It may take some of us a couple of decades. And even I'm not quite there yet. I mean, I knew from reading the scriptures what the possibilities are. But after about 15 or so years, it began to kick in. And I began to understand that in the mode of goodness, you surrender. You have no ego. You surrender to Krishna. Because... That is our purpose. That is what we are to do, to surrender to the Lord, to serve, to serve him, to serve his devotee. Because once you do that, once you surrender and let the things go that you are so attached to, because if you're holding your hands are full of things, material things that you're holding, it is next to impossible for Krishna to give you anything because your hands are too full of the unnecessary things. It's like a floodgate that opens up. When you are understanding how necessary it is to be in the mode of goodness. Because Krishna gives you, not that you expect it. Because Krishna gives you things that you really are entitled to. And it gets to the point where you're getting so much. It's like, okay, oh, oh, okay, Krishna. That's enough. But who in their right mind would say that? We live for that association. We live for that love that comes in that mode. And then that mode of goodness, it leads 
on the pathway to getting back home, back to our original home, back to who we originally are. But as I said, it's a decision. It's a point of decision that we make. We could either choose the mode of ignorance and just be totally blissed out in ignorance and stupidity, or the mode of passion where our senses are out of control. But even in the mode of passion, with the sense gratifications, Whatever it is, you will never, ever, ever be satisfied because you will never, ever get enough. Whether it's gambling, whether it's having a nice house, a nice family, a nice car, whether it is in the mode of intimacy, you will never, ever have enough. But... These are personal decisions that we have to make. And it's also important that we don't judge each other as we are in these different modes. Your best move or your best position to be in is in a position of an example. Be an example for others. No one has to go around saying, I'm this person, or I'm Brahmana, or I'm a devotee, or I am really, really knowledgeable of the scriptures. You don't have to. You will come to understand that you will operate in such a mode where people can sense certain things about you. You don't have to open your mouth. Sometimes when we open our mouth, it removes all doubt of ignorance. Because when we open our mouths, we show how ignorant we are. But in the mode of goodness, you have such an aura. You have such an energy that people want to be around you. They want to be like you. And I'm going to wrap this up because sometimes I get off track. There's so many ways to go in the scriptures. But Mark and Dea was definitely in the mode of goodness. He was a rare individual who, of course, we've mentioned, has lived through a day, a night, and another day of Brahma, which is unheard of in the scriptures, totally unheard of. What got him through was his total focus on Krishna. He was constantly meditating. Indra began to tremble. Who is this individual that's so powerful that he can live through a night and a day and a, a day and a night and another day of Brahma? So he tempts them and he sends all the things that most of us are familiar with, temptations, men, women, women, men, the right atmosphere, the right aroma, the right time of year, the right season, all the things that would kindle or rekindle different energies in us. Mark and Dea stayed steadfast. That is what we have to do. That is what we have to do. Every single day, some of us at some point, we're tempted. We're challenged. Sometimes 
we bring it on ourselves. But ultimately, whatever it is that's brought upon ourselves, Krishna gauges the degree to which it is brought upon us. He gauges it. Sometimes we need to be tested to see where our focus is. Sometimes we're so caught up in certain things. It's like a parent watching a child just run amok, just run wild. It's like, what is wrong with this child? Do they not know how much I love them? Do they not know what potential that there is for them? So sometimes Krishna may take things away. He may take some really, really, really serious things that we consider really serious in our lives away. But sometimes, and most of the times, he's moving it. It's called a kenchana, a kenchana. It's when Krishna is in a position to take or, or remove things from our lives because there is something better that's to come of this particular situation. And when we are confronted with those situations, let's say it's a pain or an ache or something. Let's say it's a loss of something that we consider really special. Let's say it's an individual. Let's say after you've done everything you could possibly do, it's removed. Well, this is the real time to figure out and to understand where your focus is. Is it on that particular thing or is it on Krishna? Because if it's on Krishna, you are continuing to do whatever it is that you're supposed to do. You're, I'll say with devotees, we're chanting, we're reading, we're having proper association. Association, again, is very important. And I'm a stickler for that detail. It is very important that in the process of getting to Krishna, when you walk outside that door, don't walk outside of Krishna. He is still with us in our hearts as Paramatma. Watch and pay attention to the people and the things that you associate with the environments that we're in. They will impact you. You'll know that they're impacting you because when you're out there, you're even, I mean, there's going to be some discontent or discomfort, but you're more miserable than usual. But when you walk inside the temple, you are on holy ground and you know that things are different. That's where you discover you need to have some balance so that you never leave Krishna, that he's always with you, so that no matter what happens, you know that Krishna is your, our ever well-wisher. He sees everything. He knows when his devotee is trying his, their very best to do what is necessary. And believe it or not, when one door is allowed to close, another door or even a window opens. But we have to have enough faith in Krishna we have to have enough faith in the knowledge that we have had much better than we have now. That in our home, our real home, there is nothing that we need or want. Absolutely nothing. We are here because we were a little big-headed. We thought we wanted to have everything that the Lord had, so he gave us his planet. But you'll know 
when you're not feeling the love that you need. And we need love. We all need love. Young, old, babies, we need love. When you're not feeling those things, you're out of your element. And Krishna is just trying to get you back into your element. I'm going to wrap this up and just reemphasize the point that we were making here in text 45. Again, oh my Lord, O supreme friend of the conditioned soul, although for the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of this world, you accept the modes of goodness, passion, and ignorance, which constitute your illusory potency. You specifically employ the mode of goodness to liberate the conditioned souls. The other two modes simply bring them suffering, illusion, and fear. Our passionate and ignorant activities cause great suffering, illusion, and fear for us and others. Therefore, they should be given up. One should become firmly situated in the mode of goodness and live peacefully on the spiritual platform. The essence of goodness is to renounce selfish interest in all one's activities and thus dedicate one's entire being to the supreme being, Lord Krishna, who is the source of our existence. And we'll end at this point. Anyone have any questions or comments or anything you want to share? And I must say, I appreciate the attendance of anyone that comes. To most people, this is early in the morning. Parents, those that work, this is early in the morning. This is a commitment. You've actually made a commitment to come here and hear the scriptures for however long you hear it. And Krishna appreciates it, and I appreciate it also. Um, No comments? No. So we'll end at this point. All right. Srimad Bhagavatam Kijai, Srila Prabhupada Kijai, Gaur Pramananda.